irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to Question Reality with Priscilla Leona, right here on LA Talk Radio. Priscilla Leona, and I am producer and host, and we are coming to you live from Los Angeles, California. For nine years, we have been ranked the number one entertainment career advice internet radio show worldwide. Now, this show is for you if you are considering a career in the entertainment industry. Our guests on this show will provide you with advice and tips and resource information on how and what it takes to successfully pursue a career in a wide variety of show business jobs. Now, the guests on this show are Emmy winners, Grammy winners, Tony Award winners. We've got reality television stars, producers, directors, casting directors, talent managers, agents, screenwriters, actors, singers, songwriters, comedians, novelists, script supervisors, stunt people, and we throw in entertainment attorneys just because you're going to need them. If you get to the point where you're a celeb, you need an entertainment attorney. Actually, you should start with an entertainment attorney long before that, but you are eventually going to need one and we have two great ones um coming on the show you go to our uh website and you can see when they're coming on but we definitely have two beverly hills entertainment attorneys who rep celebrities coming on so go to the website questionwhereonradioshow.com and you will see when they come on now what's special about this show is that all of the guests have been selected because they are at different stages of their careers from obviously celebrity status uh, to professional and then once in a while we bring on a novice or a beginner so that means that we will definitely have someone on this show who will be able to answer your show business career questions If you missed any of the shows or you want to seek advice about a specific entertainment career, say uh, you want to be a director or you want to be a stuntman, you want to be a producer, then you want to go to our archive page, which is on latalkradio.com. And search for our show title, which is Question Reality, or you can search by my name, Priscilla Leona, and then you can download any of the shows or listen to them 24 hours a day. We are here 24 hours a day, 365 days a year to infinity and beyond, I hope. (laughs) Now, all of the Question Reality shows are available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher.com under the podcast section as well. And then also you want to get your newly designed free app we have a hot kicking app it is gorgeous and it's on the home page of the latalkradio.com website scroll 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 i get so many emails from people i can't find it i can't find it it's located towards the bottom of the page so on the right hand side on the bottom finally 
If you want to be a guest or refer someone to be on the show to promote themselves, their products, and to help listeners with their sage career advice, we are booked for the year. Sorry, we cannot book you, but the good thing is we are booking for the new year. You know, every single week I tell you we're always booked six months to a year in advance. I try to keep it more towards six months because, you know, I was booking people. Like I was booking the show for a whole year. And by the time their time slot came up, they're like, who the hell are you? What is going on? What? Who? What? I'm on tour or, you know, I'm in New Zealand shooting a film. And then they couldn't do it. So we cut it down to like six months. So. Uh, currently, we're booking for the new year, January. So please go to our official website, questionrealityradioshow.com, questionrealityradioshow.com, and click the link and submit for interview consideration. Ah, I feel like I want to take a nap. I am so tired. Every time I finish my show introduction, I feel like I'm so sleepy. I talk myself into like a nap. I don't know what it is. I'm going to have to cut my show introduction down. That's just it. Um, hey, before we, we got a fantastic guest for you today. I'm telling you every week they're exciting. But today we got a little hottie on the show today. Her name is Sam and it is pronounced Rochford. Sam. Sam Rochford. She's gorgeous. Absolutely little cutie. She's so cute. Um, she was referred to us by Michael Stover, who is her talent manager from mtsmanagement.com. He books fantastic guests. As you know, my gosh, I have been booking his clients for years and I just love them. They're all top notch recording artists. Every one of them. Um, you want to go to her website. It's Sam and I'll spell it S-A-M-R-O-C-H-F-O-R-D.com. She's also on Facebook under Sam Rochford Music. She's on Twitter as Sam Rock Music. Instagram, Sam Rockford. Oh, God, I keep saying Rockford. Rochford! Rochford Music. And then she is on YouTube with lots of songs. But the most exciting thing is going to happen around 5.30. We are debuting on our show her latest single. I sure hope it's her latest single. It's the information I got. Uh, it's called So Easy. And this is such a cute song. I love it. And what I love is the video that she made for this song. I've never seen a video like this done. I really, whoever came up with that, which I'm going to find out who came up with the idea for this uh, music video because I love it. Um, she shows pages and then there's artwork and then there's some like crayon action going Going on and I love it. The concept was brilliant. It really goes very well with the song. So if I were you, I would go check it out on YouTube after the show. Don't go now after the show. Um, but uh, she's a fantastic artist. She's a country singer songwriter. I'm so happy to have her on the show. Uh, tell you a little bit about her right now. Uh, she's 25. She's 25 years old from Connecticut. 
I'm from Connecticut. Yay! I did not know that. Uh, she's living in Nashville, where she was formerly an on-air correspondent for 6.50 a.m., which is WSM's Nashville Today show, hosted by Devin O'Day. And prior to moving to Nashville, she was the host of Markov Music on Boston's popular internet radio show, WEMF. And Sam has been publishing videos to YouTube and Facebook for the last five years, which I tell everybody, which is just so smart. She must be such a smart entrepreneur. And she did this because she was garnering a, a dedicated following for her musicianship and her quirky personality. This is the day and age where you have to network, you have to promote, and you have to build your fan base. You can no longer go to a record label and expect them to have a fan base ready for you. You have to do it yourself. I tell you guys this every single week. So thank goodness someone young like her is actually doing it. Um, so again, she is uh, building up her fan base and she draws on influences from modern Americana artists like Amanda Shires and the Mountain Goats, as well as paying tribute to all of the classics like Bob Dylan and my favorite Patsy Cline. You know I love me some Patsy. How long have I been talking to her? I've had this show nine years and I'm bringing up Patsy Cline every chance I get. Crazy. That's not a pun. Crazy. All right. She writes songs um, and performs all over Nashville in what's called Writer's Rounds. And again, check her out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And we are going to talk to her in one second. But before we do, oh my gosh, I just had a four, actually a four and a half hour lunch with one of my favorite people in the whole world, celebrity actor Ernest L. Thomas. Um, you obviously, if you're a little bit older, you know his name right away. But if you're a little younger, you'll know him as Mr. Omar on Everybody Hates Chris. Um, he was the star of What's Happening and then What's Happening Now, the Steve Harvey show. My God, a mil he's been on a million shows and films. He's been around forever. Love you. Um, and he's having his red carpet book release at the Writers Guild Theater Saturday, September the 9th from 12 to 3. And you have to go. It's open to the public. And you'll see a lot of celebrities there, a lot of stars. Uh, his latest book is called From Raj to Riches, which is brilliant because that was his character name on What's Happening. He's an actor, a writer, producer, uh, again, best known for his role as Raj on the ABC sitcom What's Happening. And from Ross to Riches, just to tell you a little bit about it, it's a motivational autobiography about how to overcome show business and, and life through faith. This guy, ah, God, we've been friends for so long, but he is one of the most genuine, sincere, honest, caring, loving men I've ever met. I mean, for him to be a celebrity, because I meet a lot of celebrities, and it's not always the case, but this is uh, a really just a genuine, true, honest, God, 
just a loving, loving person. So if you get a chance and you're in Beverly Hills, stop by the Writers Guild Theater again, Saturday, September 9th from 12 to 3. Very exciting. Okay, next thing is, oh my goodness, Ron Anthony, who was on the show last week, you know, uh, Stevie B. He uh, was with uh, Stevie B's record label. Um, he was a huge star in the 80s. You know, if you're older again, you know Ron Anthony. If not, then google him but he started a channel on roku and it's in development and he needs film content and he's accepting all film genres for consideration so if you have a short film you have a feature film you know drama comedy he is accepting it for his channel because he needs a lot of material again it's in development They'll have it on Roku in a couple months. Now, he told me that he gave me permission to put this out there. So if you have any films that you want to submit and for consideration, send an email to, are you ready? Write it down. They can't talk, but we can at gmail.com. They can't talk, but we can at gmail.com. And you can tell him you have a personal referral from Priscilla Leona of Question Reality. And again, please submit it. You never know. His um, his people could possibly choose your show to be on the Roku channel. And then, as you know, Roku is huge. Huge, as you say in Jersey, it's huge, huge, I tell you, it's huge. So there you go, and that's all I got for you. Oh, please make sure you watch my friend Michael Ajakwe. He, You know, he's an Emmy Award-winning, I can't even talk now, Emmy Award-winning TV producer. He's got a show on BET called Beauty and the Baller. It's on every Saturday at 10 o'clock. Again, Beauty and the Baller. Please, 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 please check it out. It's fantastic. It's funny. Very funny. All right. So now we're back to Sam. Oh, my God. Sam, did you fall asleep? No. How could I fall asleep? <laughs> That's true. When you have my voice chittering in your ear, my God, it's either take the ear, cut it off. Or just listen and just stay tuned and you are in like a hypnotic stage at this point, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, I'm energized. Hey, Sam, Hi. I heard you were from Connecticut. I'm from Monroe. I'm from Farmington. Stop it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You can cross our whole state in like, what, uh, half an hour? Oh, my goodness. So yeah. what? So let me ask you. So you went from Connecticut and you're in Nashville now. But let's go back, way back, Sam. What was your aha moment when you decided that you really wanted to work in the entertainment industry, that you wanted to be a singer-songwriter? When did it happen for you, and why? Um, well, I, I've been playing music my entire life. I never really considered it a career path. Um, but at the same time, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I went to college for um, education for a couple of years and then I hated it so I took some time off and then eventually finished it just because I was so close but I felt really directionless for um kind of a long time and then I started um bringing my guitar to like campgrounds with my friends and I would make up songs about you know the dumb stuff that they were doing literally just on the spot I would be improvising songs about you know people drinking in the woods 
And they were all really bad because I had never written a song before and I was making it up, you know, totally on the spot. But I fell in love with the process and I started doing it more and more and more. And I started playing on stages instead of, um, you know, in the woods just for my friends. <laughs> and I just started to take it, you know, more and more seriously. Um, you know, it's been It's been a hobby for so long mm-hmm. uh, and just slowly becoming a bigger and bigger part of who I was that I decided to just give it a go. I think um, something that was a big tipping point was writing the song so easy. That song that I was like, this isn't, this isn't a hobby anymore. This is who, this is who I am and what I want to be. Now, what shocking surprises have you had so far? Anything that you weren't expecting? Um, yeah, I got kind of bad advice when I first started out um, working in the music industry, not necessarily after So Easy came out, but I, I worked in radio, as you said, for a long time. And my first radio station had a lot of um, older people that, that worked there. Um, not like geriatric old, but, you know, they had had some <laughs> music success in the, in the 80s and 90s and early 2000s. And the music industry is just so different. Yes. But it was back then that they their advice was to like you know stay away from YouTube because they don't pay anything, stay away from no. Facebook because social media makes you vapid, and it's just not true. Oh my! See, that's, I mean, I didn't, my, that's my age group, and I would never tell you that ever. I mean, that was my heyday, girl, back in the eighties and nineties. I mean, that was like my high school, college years, and I would never tell you that. And I'm surprised that they worked in the entertainment industry that they would tell you that because they should be telling you that that's the only thing that's going to get you from point A to point B to point C. That is that is right. that is your resume right there that you're building no i so, i thankfully stop. didn't take any of the advice but one of <laughs> that is one of those shocking things is that you know what's working for people now didn't work five years ago it didn't work 10 years ago and in five years from now it might be a completely different ball game and exactly. you know the most successful musicians from a business perspective are the ones that can adapt not the ones that are like you know i hate youtube because they don't pay musicians royalties like you have to look at it as a way to get exposure and you got to make money a different way. Like it's, it's just constantly changing and you can't be bitter just because it doesn't work the way that yeah. it used to. But there, there, I, you know, I'm so glad you brought that up. That is such an amazing point that I hope gets across to everyone, but the YouTube will pay you, but you have to get a certain amount of views, but you can make a ton of money on YouTube. So you actually could get paid for your music. So, um, you know, if Sam gets like a million hits on her YouTube channel there, she's going to get paid. I don't exactly know what the pay scale is, but yes, you will get paid for YouTube and you will get paid for uh, many of the venues that you have your money on. So uh, it's shocking that older people would give young people advice like that. I'm, I'm really Sorry about I that. I'm speaking part on behalf of oldies. <laughs> Say I'm sorry okay. about that, I mean, girl. Sorry about. <laughs> I think part of it. I know you can get paid from YouTube. I think from from their perspective. Say you you co-wrote a song in the '80s and you sold a million copies of it. You made a lot of money, and yeah. the artist made a lot of money. And if it gets a million hits on YouTube, 
that the same amount of money isn't being exchanged and you're splitting a smaller pie between, you know, the two writers and the artist. Mm-hmm. Where back in the day, maybe you were making $10 million. If all the CDs were $10 on YouTube, you're getting 10 cents a view. So it's just, yeah. you're not being compensated the same way that you used to be, but that's because you're people aren't buying CDs something. anymore. Yeah. And 10 cents will add up. You can get yourself a damn hot dog at the food <laughs> cart. Come on. You're, <laughs> right. If you're a, if you're a poor ass musician, you could get three tacos for ninety nine cents with your YouTube money. So stop complaining, you stop complaining. You can make money. Now let me ask you: at this point in your career, what do you find to be your greatest challenge? Because right now, I know you're saddled with a lot of challenges. Um, at this point in my career, my biggest challenge would be. You know, moving the success that I've found online into real life. You know, when I play in Connecticut or Boston or Nashville, where I've spent a lot of time, I can pack a room. But if I leave those three places, I can't. And even though I have, you know, thousands of people looking at what I do online and liking my music and connecting with me, those people are all over the world. So it's kind of a drop in the bucket in terms of like, you know, the city of, you know, Los Angeles, where I might want to go play a show. Um, So my greatest challenge is moving that fan base from online into real life or growing it so much online that there's enough of them in real life to come see me play outside of where I play all the time. (laughs) Right. So what, what's your plan? What, what advice do you give someone who's in a similar situation to you? What, what are you going to do? And it would be advice for them to do it as well. My advice is to just put yourself out there. I mean, I think part of the the process for being a successful musician is you got to go play an empty room sometimes. And, you know, if there's five people in the room, maybe next time they'll come and they'll all bring somebody and you'll be playing for 10 people. And the next time you'll be playing for 20 people. And it's it can feel like you're spinning your wheels because it moves slowly sometimes um but it's worth it and the connections you make with people even if you don't feel like you're playing for as big of an audience as you want to um is is valuable so what is the goal right now as a singer songwriter like what for an actor okay there for example for an actor one of the things that they aspire to when they first start out and they're in a small town in Padunk. They're like, oh, if I could only move to just say LA and I could get my SAG card and then I could get an agent and then I could do the. Okay, what is the process for uh, country singer songwriters? What are the steps that one aspires to being a young country singer songwriter? You know, it's crazy. There isn't really a guidebook for it. And part of that is what I mentioned before that the music industry is so different than it was five years ago that any advice you get from somebody that's sort of been there, done that doesn't work anymore. Um, wow. So it's, it's all sort of uh, making cool. things up as you go. And social media is definitely a big part of it. And 
Uh, I don't know. Co-writing. So there's no. So there's. So there's nobody. There's nowhere to like go and learn. There's nobody like having a class, or there's no books, or there's no like class. There's nobody to give you advice to say, okay, so you're this age. You need to be doing this in order to get from step A to step B. And there's nothing or nobody out there teaching young singer songwriters what the steps should be. There's plenty of classes, but the scariest thing about being in Nashville, because, you know, if you're an actor, you move to Los Angeles. If you want to be a country musician, you move to Nashville. There's a lot of um, really predatorial or really scammy businesses that are trying to sell you, you know, guidebooks or trying to sell you on, you know, PR packages that aren't necessarily legit. Um and they're just trying to kind of take your money. So, that I mean, there are classes out there. And I know Belmont and Vanderbilt and some of the colleges around here have music business classes. And there are places to learn. I'm just trying to say that there's no, like, if you follow these steps, you will be successful. Mm-hmm. Like, that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of trial and error. It's a lot of putting yourself out there. And just mm. putting a lot of time into it. Mm. Oh, well, I, I'm glad that you brought that part up about scams because, I mean, that goes on everywhere. But I, I, did, not, I did not know that that was happening in Nashville with, uh, with singer-songwriters. I, this is the first time I've ever oh heard gosh, that. Yeah. So, really, like, what should they yeah. look out for? Because now this is great advice for people who are in Nashville because usually we know about the L.A. New York scams. What's going on in Nashville? Like, what would we avoid if we were aspiring country singer-songwriters? Um, I would look out for somebody that can promise you something. If it feels too good to be true, then it is. It's one of those things. Um, like, if they're saying, man, if you, like, front me $10,000, I can, like, make you the next Taylor Swift. And that's all it's going to take. And you don't have to do any work. Like, if, if they don't give you a realistic expectation of, like, you know, if we work together we can accomplish this realistic goal, then it's probably a scam. If they um, are asking you to um, sign over the rights to songs that you've written by yourself and have you, you know, share them more than 50% with somebody else that had nothing to do with the writing process, then it's probably a scam. Um, There's a lot of different things out there. It's really just all about Mm. keeping your eyes and your ears open. And, And you know, it's so Sam, it is so sad because people are just so desperate to yeah. to become famous or to be a celebrity or whatever they you know goal they want uh, to walk the red carpet that they that these scam artists are so good. They're like they're Oscar winning uh, uh a status they're of an oscar winning status they're con artists that are so good and i cannot tell you how many people have been scammed out of yeah. their money and stuff and um in acting and in music as well so listen to sam i mean use common sense please try to talk over if you don't have a parental unit a parental unit what are we like in the future the robots if you don't have a parent <laughs> uh then talk to a teacher or a friend's parents or somebody that's successful in business. Don't talk to your friend who's working as a barista in Starbucks because they most likely won't know. Talk to someone that has a a successful job. Okay, so you just have to do it or else you're going to get ripped off. And then 
you're going to become discouraged and then you're, you know, you could end your whole career because you've been ripped off and you think that everybody's bad in show business, which is not the case. Okay, so let's talk real quickly about um, a lot of people feel uh, that if you want to pursue a career as a country singer, songwriter, that you have to move to Nashville. This is not true, obviously, because I've known people who lived in Canada. Um, mm-hmm. Michael Stover actually has a lot of successful clients who live in Canada who made it in the country music business. Um, can you please talk about how you do not have to live? It is you can. You can start anywhere in the world these days. I know. I think what, somebody I know has a client in Sweden, for God's sakes, mm-hmm. who's a country music artist. So I don't personally feel that you have to move to Nashville, but a lot of people do move to Nashville, and I understand why. I understand the reasoning for sure. What are your thoughts on um, moving to Nashville for the? for the particular reason of becoming a successful musical artist in Nashville, as opposed to staying in another location. I think that people want to hear music everywhere. You don't necessarily have to move to Nashville to be a successful country music artist, but the country music industry lives here. It's like trying to be an actress and not moving to Los Angeles. Um, There's other places where you could star in, film and television like you go to New York and probably find a lot of success there because they're shooting a lot of movies and stuff there but you have to sort of be where the action is and the action is happening other places besides Nashville but a lot of it is happening here Mm -hmm. um but you can you can be anywhere um yeah you can get started anywhere but eventually you will have to move to the central location is what sam is saying i believe so as she said you don't have to move here you'll you'll have to spend time here for sure because the industry's here but you'll have to go you don't have to live here to move there i mean there are actors all over the world who come don't live in los angeles or new york and they're successful actors but you will have to at some point travel there to do business but you can get started no matter where you are so don't be discouraged and think that you have to fly to LA or New York or Nashville you can build up your career from anywhere the point is that you have to build up your fan following you have to um, get your fan base on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube and you have to build a fan base record labels the ones that are left which are very very few um you know, I have a friend that works at Capitol Records and he's like, well, you know what, Priscilla, we don't front money to people anymore. This was a long time ago. I talked to him like in 1996. He said, we don't, this was in 96. And he was saying this, my God, I don't know what they do now over there. But he said, um, oh my God, he's still working there. I I actually need to bring him on and interview him. Oh, this is just a thought I'm, I'm, I'm rambling on. But anyway, he said, we do not... Uh, even deal with here's what let me just tell you what he told me this is a man he works at Capitol Rex here's what they do if they are considering you considering you you will have gotten to the point of being considered because you have the following among many things you have to have the look you have to have mm-hmm. the talent, obviously. But you know what they look at? If they are thinking, because they have a roster, and they can only take on so many artists to promote. And what they do is they say, all right, 
Let's look at their social media. Let's see how many followers they have. And if they have two girls that are attractive and they have good music, here's the deciding factor. They're going to pick the one that has the bigger social media fan base, period, Mm -hmm. hands down. That is every record label out there. That is what they do. And this is coming from a person who is an executive over at Capitol. Okay. So Mm -hmm. you need to build up your fan base on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. Every, and you know what the most important thing is? It has to be consistent. You can't have, for example, you can't be johnsmith.com and then on your Facebook, John Smith, the musician who used to work at starbucks.com. You can't have John Smith. Hey, hey, on Twitter, you can you know, it's got to be consistent. It's got to be John Smith on Twitter, John Smith on Facebook, John Smith. You got to keep it as consistent as possible, right? You just have to because that's when people go on Google and they want to type John Smith. Oh, you should come up under John Smith, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Vimeo, or whatever consistently so people can find you. When you're branding and marketing, it must be consistent. So please keep that in mind. Correct, Sam? Am I right? Yes, I'm a, I couldn't fit Sam Rochford. <laughs> I wasn't even talking about you. <laughs> I was no, just... I didn't think you were, but I, I, was... I know what you're saying. And I agree with you and it, yeah, it bothers just, me that I, yeah. they're not all the same. Yeah, you just, you, I know it, it would bother me too, but I'm talking, I mean, yours is so similar. You did exactly everything right. I'm talking about people who, you know how they'll go, hey, it's sexy kitten and, and then they, they're trying to promote themselves and they're, they're putting different names out there. They're, they're sexy kitten one or, hey, check out my thighs two or, and then they expect people to find them when they have all of these different names. So consistent, consistent, consistent. But hey, you know what I want to do right now? I want to hear you sing. I, I want, Well, I've heard you sing, so I know how good you are. But I want everybody else to hear your song. So uh, let me real quick, very, very quick, because we are like five minutes behind on playing it. But real quick, um, tell us what you wrote it obviously tell us it's called so easy you wrote it what was the inspiration for the song or what what's the song about i wrote this song for my sister's wedding last year um she wanted me to say something at the ceremony and i thought why don't i write a song and this is what came out Mm, so it's about your sister getting married or it's about the ceremony or is it about your relationship or or no, it's, it's about what love means to me um, and what I think it means to decide to get married to somebody. The first couple of drafts of it were, were really cheesy because I thought, you know, I should write about soulmates and I should write about relationships that have no problems. But that's not real. And I decided to write a song about, you know, the love that I've experienced in my life. I'm not married, but I, I wouldn't marry someone that didn't accept my flaws and if I didn't accept their flaws. So the song is really born from that idea. Okay, perfect. Okay, so without further ado, let's play that little cutie. She's so cute. I want to pinch her little chipmunk cheeks. 
I love her. She's gorgeous. Uh, Sam Rochford's song, So Easy. Well, this might be a first. Till my sides hurt And it's a workout But it's never been so easy I mean it's sincere The joke was funny But you really had to be there And if I think too hard I can't explain it Oh, 
to say ethereal, but it just sounds so folky, like a folk song and so natural. And I just love it. Oh, my gosh. So what is happening with the song? What, it, what, it, what How are you promoting it? What, what's the buzz? What's the buzz about it? Well, I made a music video, as you mentioned a little bit earlier in the broadcast. I got the idea to make a lyric book. Um, of all the lyrics of the song and flip through it in time with the music and just have that be the video. Oh my um, God, so wait a minute, that was your idea? Oh, I thought you had a music video producer who came up with that idea. That was fantastic. I love that. Thanks. That was, no, how it was did just you sync that with the song. That was, I, I, that blows my mind. I love that video. How did you do that? Oh my gosh, tell us, tell us. Um, so I um, decided to do it. I mapped it out, decided how I wanted to split up the lyrics on each page and, um, you know, bought the book and just started doing it. And I tried to make every page as different as possible. I got a little burnt out. So I had some friends mail me some, had some guest artists mail me pages, like the one that's, um, there's a cross stitch page that I, that I glued in there. That wasn't me. That was a friend that mailed it to me. Um, so it was, it was collaborative, um, but 80% of it was just me toiling away. It took me two months to make the book. I had my uh, friend PJ Schenkel from Three Hat Media, who's a, a known uh, videographer here in Nashville, come help me. And the video itself only took 10 minutes to film. I practiced you know, changing the, um, the pages in time with the song. We had someone off camera just press play. On an island. Wow! Wow! You overdub and and play the song, uh, the the track. Uh, so I love it. Sounds it. a little bit better, but oh my gosh! And you know, people spend because I know people, friends of mine, who spend like fifty thousand, and that they say it's low budget, fifty thousand dollars on a music video, a hundred thousand dollars. Are like, are you kidding? That was so low budget. I'm like, are you kidding? Look at that. Look at this video for your song, which I don't think costs that much. And it's just as good. And I go, why? Why would you waste that money? You could be taking a trip around the world and have a music video for that price. But yeah. that is fantastic. I think you did a great job with that. Wonderful. So what yeah. actually is happening right now? What are the, what, for, oh, before we get to that, what? You know, you know. I'm going to just ask that first. What is going on with this song? Is it is it meeting your expectations as far as the level of success, or what what what's happening with it? It's completely exceeding my expectations. Mm -hmm. I when I put it out, I just sort of expected my friends to listen to it. I wanted to take it seriously, and I and I hoped that you know fans would find me and they and they did it's it's charting on a couple of different um independent music charts um which is uh, just insane it means that you know indie radio stations are playing it and loving it and there's people that i've never met before in my whole life requesting the songs and it's it's just really cool the video has um 22,000 views on facebook wow and and is it for sale on uh itunes and all of yeah. the you know, of re where's where are the, where are you selling it? Um, anywhere you can get digital music. Okay, so find. definitely iTunes. Uh, what Reverb Nation? Maybe is that the place you buy it? I'm not sure. What? 
Um, not reverb is really what is uh, that? What is reverb nation again? I, I it's just like a place where you go and you. I know you can put your music on there, and it's kind of like a resume website, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's more like a resume website. You can yeah. link. Um, you know, you can you can obviously link uh, your stuff to iTunes and have people buy it, but I don't think you can buy through reverb ah, nation. Okay, now how? process like for you to get a lot of people send me emails and ask this and and I, I just have to ask the question what is the process like to get your song onto iTunes for sale like what is step a b c one two three because some people say oh my god it was just oh I hated it it was such the worst experience and other people are like oh my god it's so easy what what is it like what was it like for you or what do you have to do um, I, th I think that there's probably a different couple of different avenues that you can take. If you tried to put it up yourself, it's probably pretty hard. Um, but there are services that you can go through, and you, but you have to pay them up front. It's not that much money. Um, you either have to pay them up front or give them a percentage of your CD sales. Um, so if you want to circumvent that, you could try to do it yourself, but it's probably pretty hard. Why? Then, Why is it so hard? I don't know. I've never tried to do it myself. I've just oh. heard that it's complicated. I, oh. I've gone through um, one RPM. You just upload it, and you um, you have to do it a couple weeks in advance because they stuff to do on their end. They have to get it all ready. Um, but you literally just upload the song, and you put all the right information in about it. Um, there's some stuff you have to do behind the scenes that's not very glamorous. Like uh, you have to figure out. Uh, I, I always get the name wrong. I think it's called the ISRC code. And it just, um, it's a code embedded into your song so that if it plays at a radio station, they can track it. Wow. And, and um, so you're saying there are services that actually will do that, but what's the process for you to hire a service? Do you have to, you know, make sure it's copywritten? You know, what are the uh, steps that they say, well, before we can do it, you have to do this? Um, you have to get it registered with a company like uh, BMI or ASCAP or one of those one of those um, companies, and it just uh, it's, it's a music publishing company that just says, you know, I wrote this song, or maybe I co-wrote this song with a person. So if it gets played on the radio, they they can tell. But also, if you know, six months from now, somebody else comes out with a song that sounds very similar, they can say, no, Sam registered this with us six months ago. And and the registering process would be you uh, sending the lyrics, and then do you have to send, or do you send the whole uh, recording of you doing it to be a uh, you, you have to upload the whole recording. You can actually do it with my experience with One RPM was that they sort of did that for you. Like you upload it oh. to One RPM, and then you say, "I'm with this music publisher, and I'm with BMI." So they said, okay, we'll get in touch with BMI for you and make sure they have all the right information. Oh, interesting. So this uh, company that you're you're saying one RPM, that's a that's a company that would get your get your song onto iTunes if if that's what you yeah. wanted to do. And there's and, a couple of different ones. Um, and a CD Baby, TuneCore. Oh. There's a bunch of reputable oh. services um, oh. that can do this for you. Well, see that. Look at all the information. Look at all the information we got today from Sam Rochford. My goodness. Well, what are your plans? Do you have any uh, recording new songs coming out? Do you have any of 
events that you want to tell us about that we could come to? Well, I'm playing a show tomorrow in Nashville. So if anyone's listening from Nashville, I'm playing at the Belcourt Taps tomorrow at 8 o'clock. Um, I have songs that I'm sitting on. I'm looking for um, a good person to record with, and I'm trying to you know, release everything the right way, and I want everything to sound exactly how it sounds in my head with a full band. So I have songs ready, but I'm moving slowly on purpose because I don't want to just rush this and put out something I'm not completely proud of. Mm. So I guess you are at the point where you're ready to um, was audition, audition bandmates to put it together, or do you have someone? Now, th- real quick, let's talk about a team. Obviously, you found Michael Stover, and is mm-hmm. he like the person that is your ultimate team person? Oh, I and mean, well, a team is more than one person, but you and him could be a team. But who else do you have working for you? Michael Stover is a big one. He does a lot of my. Uh, a lot of it. He does all of my PR and sets me up with great radio interviews like this. Gets uh, some cool interviews and and has done a lot to get you know complete strangers to listen to my song, which is really really cool. Um, I also have a manager in Nashville. She's not my full time manager, but I have I consult with her, um, and her name is Erin Anderson. She works at Olivia Management, and she just puts me on the right path every once in a while. And you know you are you're young. You're even though you are full of wisdom, you are you give sage advice, and you're full of wisdom for a 25 year old. You're still a 25 year old, so you still do need to have people who have gone through the process and have the experience. So, uh, being young like Sam is, uh, she was very very smart to go and get herself a team. Now that. Everybody can afford a team, but it doesn't have to be people that you pay to do the work for you. If you have someone who could be like, um, I, I hate to throw it out there, but everybody knows I'm obsessed with the Kardashians. But if you could find a mother like Chris Kardashian, my God, you obviously, come on, you'd end up at that point of being a celebrity. Right. But uh, you, if you don't. You know, find somebody that genuinely believes in you, heart and soul, and knows that you can make it. So, uh, Sam, you are definitely on your way, and I love your song. And you have to come back when you have your next song. Contact Michael and have him bring you back on the show. We want to hear your next song. Deal, deal, right. Right? Oh my gosh. And when you come to LA, girl, you better look me up because I'm telling you, I know all the people around town and we'll get you booked to some of the top places here. Sure. That sounds like a lot of yeah. fun. Well, we'll set up like a little show. Well, I'm sure you have somebody to do that for you. But, you know, if you come to LA, you got to play Rockwell. You, I mean, that's okay. it. Place to, you know Rockwell here in LA, right? Yeah, I've definitely heard of it. Oh, you have to play here. I mean, when you come to L.A., that is the place. And I know the, well, we'll talk. Have Michael contact me and we'll get you all set up with a nice little show. And uh, we'll get to me, okay? That sounds perfect. Hello? Oh, 
Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. I don't know why. Oh, I must have hit this little button. Sorry. I wanted to thank you so much for coming on the show today. Please, please, please continue being the inspirational person that it sounds like you are and helping people because it always comes back to you. Pay it forward. Always works. Always, no matter what. And thank you again. I love your song. I love your energy. And I think that you're going to go very, very far in this business, especially having Michael Stover on your side. He is the man. He is Love he him. Totally. Love him. Now say goodbye to your fans and let's go and have a Sunday night cocktail. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next week on Question Reality. Bye. You're listening to Question Reality with Priscilla Leona. Right here on L.A. Talk Radio.